What is happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of OTH Football. Today, I'm your host, David Gillespie. Uh, alongside with me on the podcast, we've got George Ruggiero in. And we've also got Cooter Green. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out real quick uh, before we get into introductions that our episode is sponsored by Symbol, a great way to get involved with sports betting and, uh, and, and, and also incorporating the stock market into that. We'll have a lot more uh, uh, detailing that uh, sponsor, what they have to offer towards the end of the episode. Um, it's another game of the week, fellas. Uh, that's what we're focusing on as of lately. This week, of course, the uh, Cardinals versus the Vikings, a, a, an absolutely crazy showdown between these two up over in uh, Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium. Uh, got down to the absolute wire and <laughs> got down to uh, kind of another rough situation for the Vikings. I mean, you know, you think about what they've had historically with the kicking and all that stuff. Um, uh, it just another botched opportunity to take the game away. But the Cardinals were able to come out 34 to 33. Uh, but before we get any further into that, I got to ask how the hell are you guys? How are we doing on this fine Wednesday uh, night as we're just getting into the mix of this upcoming week three of the NFL season? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know about y'all, but fall just entered Earth today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It, and it was about 50 degrees this morning when I woke up about 4.35 mm-hmm. o'clock this morning. I wasn't sweating. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't that <laughs> in South Texas. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, you sweat mm-hmm. walking out the door. Oh, so, yeah. Just that alone fantastic day anything else could happen fantastic day just because the weather changed glad to hear that despite you know a bit of a rough week for your Steelers man that was a tough pill to swallow with the the Raiders coming away with that one you know yeah well you know hey look we have to give a little bit of respect to the Raiders because <laughs> look to start the season they've looked great I do yeah. have to say the Raiders just all in all in all three areas they've looked really good so far they they might be a little sneaky sneaky contender to uh, to make it to the playoffs this year if they can keep it up the Steelers also did have five pretty much notable players out yeah TJ Watt didn't that finish, is true. Didn't, finish, didn't finish the second half because yeah. of growing Devin Bush and Hayden mm-hmm. didn't even start because of growing yeah. injury he lose Tyson Alou because he mm-hmm. uh, messed up his ankle I think he broke yeah. it actually He's over the season now. It's a tough blow for wow. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And then to, That's rough. to, to it ha- hasn't even practiced or played. Jeez. I, I'm still believing in the, your Steelers, though, despite the, the, the rough going with the, the Raiders. The Raiders, I mean, I, again, I think they, they look pretty good with uh, Derek Carr and what he's been able to do within an offense. But anyways, uh, George, got to get to you. How, how are you doing, my man? I mean, Whoa. of course, we just got off the college podcast oh, yesterday. Yeah. Going into this next one, uh, uh, coming in hot with, with the NFL game of the week. Uh, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday, man? Ooh. Uh, um, I, I've calmed down a bit from from last night uh, from our recording session. Then I've, I'm, I'm back down to earth. Uh, I, I'm here at Cliff Kingsbury's house, mm-hmm. uh, ready, to, <laughs> ready to ready to record. Um, yeah, you can see you can see Cliff. Uh, he he really likes listening in on us. Uh, if if Kings if Kiff Kings Kingsbury likes it, you guys should too. Please like like the video, everybody. I'm here with Cliff. He'll, Legend. <laughs> You know, but, I, I never yeah. realized you had that many connections out in the NFL world, look, man. And uh, you know, and I, I guess this has got to be on compatible terms since you're still in the house. There's been no police presence for you potentially breaking and entering. You know, it sounds no, like it's, it's you're golden a, right now. It's not a B and E. And look, all I have to say is he leaves the key under the mat for me. He lets me know when I can come in and, and, and head on out. So, you know, he's a great roommate. Let's 
<laughs> I, I'm kind of offended you haven't asked uh, David and I to come for a little pool party and a little barbecue. Yeah, you know. I see, I, I see a pretty cool fire pit. What up with, what's up with that? Dude. What up with that, Cliff? Come on, where's the invite at? You know my, look, you know my digits. Come on now. I'm, I'm just saying. Look, that's a Cliff issue. That's not a George issue. I'm gonna have to run that by the big guy behind me. Uh, you know, he runs this place. Uh, it's it's his uh his living space. I don't want to to step on any uh. And any, he's any he, special toes there. Yeah, and he's certainly been the big man, uh, uh, you know, at least in the state of Arizona, maybe even in the nation as a whole, with how he's started off this this 2021 season, going two and zero with the Cardinals, especially after their big win against the Vikings, uh, coming off and uh, probably an even huger win actually um, uh, in Week One against the Titans, which I think was the biggest shock uh, outside of maybe the Packers and Saints matchup yeah. to see that staggering of a blowout. Um, but the Cardinals squeaking by with this one, man. It. it you know, in all likelihood, it probably should have been the Vikings coming away with this one. I mean, if it wasn't for Greg Joseph's botched field goal opportunity at the end with time winding down, we could be talking about this in a different light with the the, the Vikings being one and as or one and one as opposed to being you know at the zero and two deficit right now. But uh, just an incredible game, man. There was just so much to take away. I found it so fascinating on all fronts, on both sides of the ball for both teams. Uh, to where there just was so many different talking points, so many different storylines that I think we, it can really foster a cool discussion. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins just absolutely outstanding, going 22 for 32 with 244 yards and three touchdowns. Kyler Murray himself chucking up 400 yards with three touchdowns himself. Um, it, it just was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, um, you know, and, and, and for the for the, the the Cardinals in particular, because they were even more of the storyline concerning the mesmerizing plays that that Kyler Murray was able to engage in. Um, you know, how much of this identity uh, uh, is legitimate for the Cardinals being 2-0 in this point, beating the Titans and the Vikings? And I was really high on the Titans going in, uh, really high on both the Titans and the Vikings going, to, going into the season. Uh, what can we make of this 2-0 start? Is it too early to label them as potential Super Bowl contenders? H how do we take away from what this team has been able to accomplish this far? I think it's too early. I mean, it's week two. It was a big win against the Titans. I mean, Everybody, I probably thought the Titans were going to win that game. I'm pretty sure everybody that did a bet with FanDuel was probably thinking, hey, the Titans are going to cover. Nobody knows their identity at this point. It's still too early. And dealing with someone like Kyler Murray, he's, it's his third year in the league. And he's a lot better than he was day one. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Day one. Yeah. He's got experience now. And, and the Vikings defense, is, they're, not, they're, not, they're not slacking but you're dealing with a person that can do many things. So as far as their identity goes, I think it's it's going to be going to be foreseen. Yeah, yeah, it's very early on, and I just think it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But I know a lot of people were really high on the Cardinals going to the season, considering the disappointing end uh, of last year. What what do you take away from this, George? So my biggest thing with this is we just don't really know what their identity is yet. Is this going to be a defensive team that, that's kind of led by their defense that is really kind of led by a couple really outstanding talents? I mean, Buda Baker's fantastic. I love Isaiah Simmons. Marcus Golden's mm -hmm. having a great year. J.J. Watt coming in. You know, you got a lot of like really strong pieces on this defense. The only thing is we don't know yet. Is this going to be an offensive team? Because at the same time, You've got veteran guys. You've got A.J. Green, at this point DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds, and James Conner on this offense. 
And they've got a super dynamic young quarterback in Kyler Murray. And look, I know we're going to talk about him a little bit more going forward, but Rondell Moore is, he looks oh, like he's God. that guy. I mean, Unreal. I, I knew coming out from college, I knew his speed. I knew how dynamic of a receiver he is and what, what a type of difference maker he can be. But man, like he just turned it up for this game. And I, I really do think he very much was the difference maker uh, at, at the end of the day for this game uh, when it comes to, to the Cardinals offense. Yeah, and you know he had the two touchdowns in this game, or I'm sorry, he would have had two touchdowns had it not been for uh, the play being called back, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, or he was fumbling out of bounds, but um, just it, it, he's been mesmerizing. I mean, this guy can stop on a dime and and cut and shift like nobody's business, man. He can make a six yard play, you know, a six yard short route uh, um, initially just to maybe potentially move the chains at best turn into like a 70 yarder downfield because the the wheels this guy has it's just unreal um but the the identity that this cardinals uh, uh this cardinals team has established as far in 2020 I, I don't want to say they've established something collectively but i think they've established an identity offensively what we saw these past couple weeks from them oh, yeah. kyler murray and and from from rondale moore from from deandre hopkins and, and and even out of the backfield i think chase evans has done a solid job of complimenting them um, on the ground game that's who they are and that's what we need to make of them, if you ask me, uh, moving forward. This is the, they're the real deal offensively. Um, defensively, I think that's the, 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 the area that they need to improve the most. I mean, I was really disappointed the way J.J. Watt has kind of just been MIA, frankly, uh, through the first couple of weeks. I haven't really seen him generate as much pass rushing. I mean, he's, he's created some hurries, some, some, uh, uh, um, you know, some uh, a pressure up front, but, but not able to just come away with it you know making those those uh, game-changing plays like we've seen in years past so that's something i really want to see is the evolution of this defensive line uh with zach allen as well who was a great run stopper coming out of boston college i want to see him progress his, in his young career and really take that next step to being that that uh, uh a viable threat that could be a pro bowl caliber talent like i expected him to be coming out of college um instead of it just being really chandler jones who's generating the predominance of that pass rush um uh thus far um, you know, in comparison to that defensive line. So I just, I really want to see them step up. And Chandler Jones, by the way, unbelievable week one with five sacks. I incredible against mm -hmm. the Titans. They had no Absolutely. answer whatsoever for him. Um, but uh, the, the, the defense, uh, you know, with, with the defensive line and, and within the secondary too, there, there was clearly, clearly some miscommunication uh, within that secondary. I, I saw that, you know, on the opening drive with that KJ Osborne touchdown, that deep, uh, that deep pass uh, from Kirk Cousins, where Osborne was just wide open. No communication whatsoever between Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy Jr. And that was a little disappointing to see, I think, for those who are, who are Cardinals fans. And, and that's something that they really need to uh, ameliorate moving forward if they want to get themselves... To, to, to in that serious contending fashion instead of just being kind of a one-dimensional team that's predominantly effective offensively not to say they can't get things d done defensively but you know it'd just be nice to see them you know hone certain things uh on the defensive side um they, they also botched uh random moore's touchdown with which we're going to talk about later on this yeah show. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh. it, yeah it, it was just i mean you know it, it was a wild game honestly there was just so, so many twists and, and turns and you just didn't know what to expect because it, it literally got down to the wire. And, and you know, it, you know whether it was in the first half, too, uh, with that crazy 62-yarder from Matt Prater, 
Um, by the way, I just want to give a shout out to the kickers out there who are kidding 60 yarders because kickers yes. are people too. All right, folks, we got to understand yes. that. I know too, yes. too often we disregard yeah. them, but hey, let's let's show some love. Matt Prater hitting another 60 yard. Remember, he set the actual NFL record for 60 for the longest field goal ever with 64 uh, uh, yards. I, I think that's an asterisk. Sorry to cut you off. I think that's an asterisk because it's really? in Denver. Denver. Oh, come on. But that's here's, my, man. No, no, here's my thing. If it's going to mm -hmm. happen for anybody, it's going to happen in Denver. You know what I mean? Like absolutely for, for anybody. Like that. Like I feel like if you play in yeah. Denver as a kicker, at some point you're gonna have your shot to bomb one from seventy. Like mm -hmm. I'm surprised the Ravens haven't gone into Denver and them just said, "Hey Justin, you want to hit like a seventy-three yarder because the air's so thin," <laughs> and him probably just say, "I got this. Yeah, I could, I could probably just just sink it from from you know." from midfield <laughs> that, i mean that is a good point with the the altitude and all that and the climate over there um it, it certainly does uh um you know uh you know bolster their chances of uh, of hitting longer field goals but, but um but prater is that guy like for yeah. kickers prater is one of those kickers where i just have to look at me look at him and say you're that guy you know if if you need to take one from from 50 60 i think we've got it He's got an absolute like I don't know what the the, the analogy is a, a cannon a, a you know a, a driver like like a golf club of a of a foot or it's just unbelievable what he's able he's to do. Boot. He's got a boot he's got on a him. Boot. He's got a boot it, on him. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, boot. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, is that the right analogy? Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll go. He's got a boot on him. There you go. Yeah, that's the pro. That's the appropriate analogy. But uh, uh, moving on to our next question, though, what uh, uh, you know, in light of their first two weeks. Law offense looks pretty solid in Minnesota. It doesn't seem like they've skipped a beat. It seems like they're going back to being very, very uh, um, formidable with what they've got on all fronts, um, maybe outside of the, the offensive line. That's really their biggest area of concern. But with their skills players, with the running game, with Kirk Cousins, who threw 35 touchdowns last year, it looks like he's going to be in due for due for another uh, uh, summer performance this year. Uh, what are you mouthing over there? Are you, are you a big on you Kirk like Cousins right that. now? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gosh, this guy is just unreal, man. Yeah. He's unreal, but uh, the, the offense has been absolutely clicking lately. Defense, on the other hand, looks like they, you know, like we said, they got some issues resolved. What's the biggest cause for concern, and how they're struggling to stymie opposing offenses in your eyes? Hey, Kirk. First of all, Kirk Cousins, very uh, underrated. I very think so. I think so to some degree too. You my, know, my Before, big thing with Kirk that I've always appreciated throughout his career is his efficiency. I really do mm -hmm. like efficient quarterback play i feel like efficient quarterbacks in a way get underrated because they don't have the flashy numbers but i mean how yeah. can you discount you know him completing oh like 60 to 70 percent of his passes for 250 yards and a couple scores no picks mm -hmm. right yeah that's I how mean, you they, win they, football they're not, they're not, games. exactly yeah, the, the numbers don't lie the they numbers don't lie. don't lie i mean he doesn't win very many primetime games. That's what people harp on. But, but other than that, he doesn't get that many during the year anyway. Exactly. Like, if but, the most of the games you play aren't primetime, sounds like you're you're playing pretty good most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. On, but, the, de on the defensive side, yeah. uh, Pro Football yeah. Focus has them on, I think, ranked 14th as of today, hmm. which mm -hmm. I think that's probably a good ranking. I think rankings yeah. are, are crazy anyway, mm -hmm. especially this early in the, in, you know, in, in the season. But – I think if the secondary can get on page with, you know, with stunts and whatever things are running, the linebackers getting the pressure. I don't, I don't see this Viking. This Viking team isn't that bad. They are, you're judging them against Kyler Murray. That's been in the league for three years. That's running around. He's a video, yeah. he's a human video game. Just like Lamar Jackson. He's mm -hmm. not, 
he's not a Roethlisberger. He's not a Brady. He he's not a Carson Wentz. I likes to get killed. Apparently, he does not like to be, be hurt. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, he just wants to get hurt. So, judging the Vikings' defense to the Cardinals' offense, let's see what they do next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you brought up some good points about that secondary. I'm going to add a little bit more after I hear what George has to say. What what stood out to you about? what they need to rectify defensively to, to stifle and, and keep offenses contained. So the big thing for me in this game, and it was a little bit, it's been disappointing for me uh, coming into this season, and it's really been Minnesota's front seven. Because as really? much as much as their secondary has been picked on in a way, uh, I mean, I love some of the talent they have. I love Cam Dantzler, uh, big SEC guy right there. You know, mm-hmm. they have some talent. Eric Kendricks, you know, uh, again, is one of those really good kind of two-way players in that defense. But, man, that front seven's just been disappointing to me because just because of the level of talent that they have in their front seven. You know, mm-hmm. with their secondary, we look at it and say, okay, you know, they're not necessarily, uh, you know, the best players. They don't have the best pieces there. Um, but on this front seven, they should realistically be really good I love yeah. Danielle Hunter. I've loved him throughout his career. He's been fantastic. I mean, when your tackles are Sheldon Richardson and Dalvin Tomlinson, that should just be a brick wall. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those two guys should be just stout. And, you know, when they're essentially not creating any pressure from the interior, letting a guy toss 400 yards on them. Now, I understand Kyler Murray is fantastic out of the pocket, and that's part of his game. But for him to deliver... You know, 29 of 36 for 400 yards, and you only sacked him three times, you're clearly not generating enough pressure from your front seven. So, can point exactly. Mm-hmm. Based off Kyler Murray's play, he, he can extend it. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, and your, if your front isn't putting the pressure on, that means your secondary has to do a hell of a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the secondary is being mm-hmm. suspect at this point. Because if your front yeah. seven is doing with their, their job, the secondary doesn't have to work that hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, for but sure. Col- and I completely with, with agree. Murray, with Kyler Murray running around, him, it kind of makes it hard for both you know both units. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a um, like just a huge aspect of the mobile quarterback mm-hmm. play. I mean, we even see it with guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, guys that are mobile mm-hmm. where they have the threat of running. Whereas right. with guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, they don't just have the threat of it. They go mm-hmm. out there and they freaking do it. Like, they will absolutely tear you up if you allow them to run on you just because of their right. pure and raw athleticism. I mean, we can't mm-hmm. forget the second best rusher, the second highest rusher for Arizona this week was Kyler Murray. And he scored mm-hmm. a touchdown as well with his legs. Yeah. So I, I think... His play, like you were saying, Cooter, it's really tough to judge the the Vikings' defense when you come up against a quarterback who's not just as talented as he is in one aspect. He's so two-dimensional. It's really hard to get a good gauge on Minnesota's defense. But I think, and this even goes back to week, week one, where I understand they were all over Ryan Tannehill. But they were getting their pressure by, or excuse me, my bad, with Minnesota. No, definitely not. I was thinking of Arizona. My apologies. But um, with Minnesota, you know, they lost week one. You know, mm-hmm. like they went in and mm-hmm. lost 
in overtime, another tight game, but to yeah. the Bengals to have mm-hmm. Joe Burrow in essentially it's essentially his rookie season still since he missed most of last year with that devastating leg injury. He clearly had more than enough time to deliver passes to a point to where the Bengals beat a much better team than them. Yeah, I you know, and that was a huge shocker to see the Bengals come away with that one. Again, considering the talent that the Vikings have at their disposal, mm-hmm. it's just uh, on both fronts, both offensively and defensively, and we've seen them execute well offensively, but defensively, not quite living up to the expectations, if you ask me, as of lately, allowing you know back to back twenty. Wait, wait, they allowed twenty seven points, I believe it was last week, and then yep. 30, 34 this week. So uh, a little disappointing. You, you brought up some great points about the front seven. I think there was just a little bit more to feel positive about within the front seven than in the secondary that made me lean towards more so the secondary being a more of a, a concern for them because I loved what Daniel Hunter was able to do. He had three sacks, seven tackles in the game, three tackles for loss. Um, you know, some great things, uh, some some nice things in coverage occasionally from Nick Vigil and and Eric Kendricks. I thought I had a pretty solid day as well too. Um, need to sure some things out within that linebacking core, even within those two in particular. But uh, but outside of that, I felt like they did. A good enough job to put them in position to win, as opposed to the secondary, where really it was just Xavier Woods that really stood out. He had, of course, the big interception. Uh, didn't give up too many costly plays. The lack of, you know, I talked about the lack of communication from the Cardinals uh, within their secondary. I kind of saw the same thing with the Vikings, too. You know, with Patrick Peterson, it's been a rough going for him. I think as of lately, we saw him get beat on in quite a few plays uh, with Bashad Breland as well. Uh, um, you know, against A.J. Green on that big touchdown where he just got yeah. stiff-armed to hell, man. Um, that was vicious. That was like vintage A.J. I don't know how much of that was vintage A.J. Green because he's like 33 at this point, or if it was just like Bashad Breland, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> on the play, you know. So um, no knock to Bashad Breland. He could play. It just was, it, it, you know, it just wasn't, it again, was a, a good look play. for It was a rough play. Yeah, for the Vikings defense. Um so I think that's something that they really need to shore up. And I'm actually going to point out some of the, the miscommunication issues uh, in the plays that we've got lined up later on uh, down the road. But I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Um, you know, moving on to the next question, though, what kind of difference does it make, you know, focusing on the Cardinals in particular, what kind of difference does it make for a team's execution when you have the speed that the Cardinals have at their disposal offensively? What is it? How much of an impact does it create for what you can get done and how much how many points you're able to put up? Keep it sideline to sideline. Because when you're saying how to contain this offense, it's with Kyler Murray. You have to keep him in the box. You have to have your linebackers run horizontal with the guy. Period. You got to have you got you have to have pressure on the guy, and when he starts scrambling, you don't run at him. You run with him. There you go. Is that? It, it's contained. Is, you're right. Uh, it's contained defense. Containing. You have to yes, be able to contain him. Play. I don't want to say zone because. Clearly, they have the receivers. You have a quarterback spy type thing. Exactly, exactly where I was going with that. Because you can't play zone against K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen because they will tear you apart, especially from the intermediate game. And what I find really interesting about Arizona's offense and something that I think if they were to go to, and this might be a bit of a college concept, but, I mean, this is kind of my forte and my thought process, if Arizona really wants to put the pressure on opposing defenses, play with some extra tempo. Speed it up. Mm-hmm. You have guys yeah. to where you can line them up on the line just about anywhere, give them a simple route, and if you run it just at breakneck pace, it's going to be so hard for opposing defenses to keep up. 
you know, and, and that's something that I feel like NFLs and NFL offensive coordinators don't give enough credit. No, I, I fully understand that this is a completely different game speed than college, but if you're running everything, I mean, if you're running a play uh, every, let's just say, 20, 25 seconds, as opposed to running a play every 30 to 45 like you have on your game clock, you know, mm-hmm. that's where defenses are going to start to tire out. Defenses are going to get mm-hmm. confused. That's where you're going to make the other team beat themselves as opposed to you having to go out there and, you know, really put in the effort to beat them. If you can convince other teams to beat themselves without, you know, as much effort, that's just an easier way to success. Yeah, I, I think you guys brought up a good point, too, about a quarterback spy, in particular with with uh, mm. Kyler Murray, which they absolutely <laughs> desperately needed in several situations uh, in this game, notably on that quarterback draw, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, but for me, like, it's... It, it, it leaves you with like a headache defensively, it, you know, dealing with this kind of speed, uh, dealing with this kind of opposing offensive speed, honestly. And it's a different kind of headache, you know, because if it was like a, you know, like the Titans with how physical they are with A.J. Brown, for instance, and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry out of the backfield, you know, that's some physicality. It leaves you with a physical headache. Like you're just, you're in, you're aching in pain, you know, taking a bruiser from that that boulder that they've got as a human being in the back backfield, you know. But with this, it's like a mental headache. It's just a constant like level of frustration because the guy's just juking you out. He's making, he's breaking your ankles, figuratively speaking. He's making you look like a fool, like you're ice skating out there. So that's something you, you just got to keep your head on a swivel, honestly, uh, with keeping these guys contained. Because if, if you don't, man, it, like it, it really comes back to, to bite you bad mentally, honestly. I think that really... I, I don't know. There's something about that. Like it, it messes. It, it it brings out the anger in you when you get beat by someone because of their speed. Honestly, because it's so humiliating when you know you're there. And when you're not like that big. Yeah. Yeah. When you know? <laughs> exactly. And when you're a huge guy. That's the real yeah. thing. Because the front seven are like six eight, and he has yeah. a guy that's. I mean, I'm five ten. He's like. Yeah. Five, Colin Myers like five seven. Yeah. He's doing, doing all this. <laughs> yeah, that, that hurts you in the core. Exactly. Yeah, and, Looking and, like, you know, that little point. Pac-Man just swivel, swiveling just, in and out, you know, weaving in and out, like, it, you know, just like a video game character, like you said, man. Um, no, no, no worries, man. All good. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's the speed that they have with, with again, with Kyler Murray, with Christian Kirk, and with DeAndre Hopkins, who's vying for that number one spot is maybe the best receiver in the league, if not very close to it. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's unreal what they have at their disposal. It really is it just absolutely insane. Um, but moving on to Kyler Murray in particular, you know, with his ability to improvise on the run and to deliver throws downfield, how is he so damn effective at this? It's it's just insane. This guy's 5'9", he's tiny, you know, and he, but he has complete and utter control of the football when he's delivering it. He knows exactly when to deliver it at the right appropriate timing. It's unbelievable. How is he able to do this? And this is, you know, he's only in year two, and I'm going to be bold and just go out on a limb and, and just say this right now. He might be an MVP candidate, a bona fide MVP candidate, okay? How is he able to do this? Look, Kyler's been doing this since high school. You know, I'm a Texas boy. He's a Texas mm-hmm. boy. I've been, I watched him. Right. I didn't watch him visibly, you know, visually, but I would mm-hmm. see highlights on the, you know, the, their, you know, the mm-hmm. news and shit around here. He went to Allen. What did he do? What he did at Allen? He did the same thing in college. He's doing the same thing now in the pros. He's just getting used to the pros. 
this don't discount his arm strength. I mean, the guy could have signed an eighty million dollar contract with the ace and go play baseball and have a guaranteed contract. <laughs> guaranteed contract. Yeah. But no, he decided he decided, hey, naysayers, yeah, I'm at least five nine, 180 pounds. I want to play football. Now I think it's gonna be hard to de- just to defend Kyler because he has so much grit, so much Hey, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, there's there's been a Doug Flutie, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People this size. I mean, I mean, there's been quarterbacks this size before, but mm-hmm. not like Kyler. Yeah. Not with it. Not with the accuracy, athleticism, speed. Got all the tools. He's got all he the tools. Said, and he said it right. He is an MVP candidate. Yeah. And, and I, to I, be to be fair, real quick to Kyler, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he gets enough of the uh, the jokes about uh, his height and things. He's listed at 5'10 and 207. That's I think bullshit. that's yeah, we we all know. I don't know we if that's all true. Know, we all know that the camera adds on a couple <laughs> pounds. Um, <laughs> that's baloney. Oh yeah, gosh. Baloney. This isn't a separate sport, but, but I remember uh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, as you can see by the hat right here. Uh, David Ortiz is my guy. Oh, and I big think they poppy. listed him. Big yeah. poppy. Well, they listed him like on the you know when you like Google like his weight, it's like two thirty five, two forty. It's like no way in hell no. is that guy two forty? Okay, two thirty five. There's no way whatsoever. You Thinking know, I of just that, I just want to check yeah. this real quick. What do they have? Uh-huh. Pablo Sandoval listed. Oh, I think at. they actually have that appropriate. I think it's like two ninety, two eighty, or something like that, which is a little bit more appropriate. He's but he's probably big. three bills. You know, you know Pablo he's a big Sandoval boy. is. Like he's just a giant. He yeah, two sixty eight. Which okay, no, he's bigger than that. He's even today. I think he's bigger than that. You know, they call him the Kung Fu Panda for a reason. You're <laughs> like, is he is he still playing? Uh, yeah, he's no, still playing. Well, base. technically, he's a free agent. He's not signed right now. But okay, he, he he came back to the Giants. I remember, and then um, he played he's still for the Braves the last two years. Played with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Big Panda. Dude, or was, so, it was Big Panda, wasn't it? Kung Fu Panda. Yes, sir. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu. Yes, sir. Yeah, and no way in hell a panda out there weighs only 260 fucking pounds. No, no, sir. Parts, you know? no, sir. <laughs> the disrespect to Jack Black for playing the Kung Fu Panda. Hey, look. Yeah. Gr- love Jack Black. We know you're listening. Mm-hmm. We love you. Um, But, no, yeah. going back to Kyler, it's, it's really just incredibly impressive. I, I know... That for a guy of his stature, you know, like, of course, you you come into the league, you've got the naysayers, you you come in with that chip on your shoulder, and he's really been able to prove it, like, come in and, and say, you know what, I might be smaller than everybody, but I can do things that you guys can't do, and I also can do things that you guys can't stop me from doing, and that's the biggest thing, is if he's able to just keep on doing what he's able to do and what people can't stop he's just going to have a ton of success in this league and i think that does firmly put him in the conversation for an mvp bid i mean mm-hmm. look if he can have another like in a performance like this every every week just cut down on the turnovers yeah that's an mvp mvp caliber right there mm-hmm. and he's got the supporting yep. cast that fits his play style to a t You've got yeah. two, not just one, but two pretty solid running backs that can run between the tackles, on draws, outside, can catch the ball. They're very versatile. And then, look, you've got a speedster in Rondale Moore. And, look, with, with Hopkins and A.J. Green, if you just throw the ball, like, within, like, kind of a, a, a couple foot yard radius around them, they're catching the ball. Yeah. Like, that's Their catch radius is 
absolutely ridiculous, and that really fits well into this offensive scheme. And with a guy like Kyler, who people, I feel like, underestimate his arm strength, where, man, he can throw that ball. He can really get it downfield <laughs> and get it there in a hurry. It's yeah, all, it's all, and all, he's got the arm. Yeah. No, Cooter's right. It, it's all, it's from the baseball. Was he a pitcher, mm-hmm. or what, did he play outfield? I think it was an outfitter, wasn't he? I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think he played all around. Like, I, I, he played outfield and also shortstop quite a bit in high school. Oh, he might have just been like considered a, a util, that, a util guy. Yeah, an athlete yeah. like that, he plays everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, he was an outfielder. Yeah, from what I mean, he was an outfielder. That's what I thought he had played. And of course, I obviously he's signed center field, right? Oh, center if field. you're playing in center field, say, look, yeah. you've got to have yeah. a hose. Yeah. Like you've got to be yeah. able to hose guys down. Yeah. And yeah. and Kyler can certainly do that. Uh, on the diamond or on the gridiron, and, and I don't yeah. think it, it's very close or very fair mm-hmm. to discount and, and discredit what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think what, what you know, it's it's the talent for one thing, but I think there's so many guys out there in the NFL that are exceptionally talented that come into the league. But what makes the difference, honestly, it's between the ears, man. It's that intelligence. It's 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 frankly surreal what he's capable of. Um, uh, capable of doing and I think a lot of that is because of how he's able to process things at a staggering rate honestly I think that's what makes it as well yeah what's that in a short amount of time as well yeah and and, because that's the difference you know you look at Jamarcus Russell and you look at Ryan Leaf and how big of a bust they were individually each they had the talent but between the ears, man, that was the difference. They didn't have it the same like Kyler Murray, like Russell Wilson, like Aaron Rodgers, like Peyton Manning. All these guys who were able to thrive in the NFL have it, you know? And so, honestly, it, it, that's that's what it comes down to. You know, being able to make those throws, it's about timing. It's about knowing when that release point needs to come. You know, uh, uh, knowing exactly how much velocity, knowing how much of an angle he needs to throw it at. If he needs to throw it sidearm, if he needs to, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if he's jumping out, you know, on, on pace to jump out of bounds you know when does he need to deliver the ball before uh, uh you know he gets too far out of the area and he's not able to deliver that the throw accurately he knows exactly what he's doing in those moments and it's because of right between the the, the ears honestly it's it, that's what what stands out the most to me in addition to obviously the incredible you know shiftiness that he has the the, the incredible arm strength that he, that he has considering his size um and it's just it's also unbelievable to see you know you know, coming from this guy who I think a lot of people were probably doubting because of his size. And I love that Arizona seemingly doesn't give a shit whatsoever how tall you are, okay? If you can play football and you can ball out, they want you. Get, get okay? out there. Get on out there. Yeah. Rondale Moore is another example, obviously. He's a smaller guy, too. You know, Christian Kirk's not a, a, a huge wide receiver either. Moore. So, Ooh. you know, and, yeah. And, and DeAndre Hopkins thriving, Ooh. you know, the way he has. I think he's only 6'2", six 6'1". Six you know, he's not huge. You know, yeah, that's, a, that's so, only like half a foot bigger than Rondale, who's five seven and literally five seven and one eighty. Yeah, <laughs> we, you want to talk about lean and mean? Go yeah. look at Rondale Moore. Plays far above that size too. Doesn't yes, look like sir. he's five. He doesn't play like he's five seven whatsoever. Doesn't play like a, oh. a you know a cowering mouse whatsoever when he's no, when he's sir. got a helmet on and some shoulder pads. So no, he's just like he's six four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so now that we've gone through a couple questions uh, uh, with this, um, with, with you know, re- recapping the game, one of the things also I, I thought really stood out to me too uh, before we get into the plays was that the Vikings had drafted 11 guys in this past draft, and none of the guys have played a single snap outside of a couple guys playing in special teams thus far. 
that's it throughout the first couple games of the season. So I think that really stood out to me as, to, as for why the, the Cardinals were able to gain an advantage um, in terms of just like the lack of readiness from the Vikings, really just having the guys that they anticipated being a part of this team uh, uh, early on right from the get-go. But uh, that, that was just crazy just uh, uh, to, to see that coming from the Vikings, honestly. But um, going into the plays that we have, uh, we got a few plays that we want to talk about. I want to start with, real quick, let me put on the stream. Um sharing it right here i think we've got it right here we should be good can you guys see it just fine it's there we go for me there we go Alrighty. look at that awesome nice pretty yeah so just just incredible to see what they've been able to accomplish um the, the, the cardinals offensively in this game you got twins to the far side on this play right here and you've got bunched in the near side it looks like the vikings are playing cover three so they're going to drop three defenders back to play deep and then uh um Harrison in particular, oh, did we get bounced out of something? I heard a cl I heard a button. I didn't know if that was um. Oh, you're that... the videos go. Oh, videos back. Okay, good. Videos going. Oh, I again. see. Gotcha. Now it's back. Oh, it's Video's back. Oh, it's back. Okay, we're all good. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Just hey, guys, sure. Everybody watching the show, you know, we're we're trying to learn this stuff. We're yeah. Learning, so, you know, <laughs> we'll fix it. In, we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll we'll fix it in post, with damn us. it. You know? Stick with us. Exactly, yeah. We're still trying to figure out this system. We're using VLC Media Player. That seems like it's it's pretty compatible in terms of uh, showing the playback for these plays that we want to show. But anyways, like I said, twins to the far side, bunch to the near side, cover three, buzz in particular cover three, uh, cover three buzz. So you got uh, um, Harrison S Smith right here is going to be the buzz defender that's going to drop down and kind of plays this, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, or it's going to drop down to the middle and play as someone who's going to try to contain in case there's any rush from Kyler Murray. Um, but uh, this was just incredible to see what Kyler was able to accomplish, honestly. just We'll just play the play real quick um, right here, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll go back and we'll, uh, we'll show it again. Is it playing right now? Oh, wait. Here we go. There you go. Okay. So Kyler, of course, dropping back. He's got a clean pocket right here until Daniil Hunter starts to, you know, put some pressure on him. Spins out and finds DeAndre Hopkins on the slant right here. Just absolutely incredible to see, you know, what he's able to accomplish, you know, as a passer improvising on the run. I think it's just, it's it's unbelievable, honestly, to see what, oh, let me rewind this a little bit more right here. Um, so we have, we have Patrick and he's deep safety, correct? Yeah, or uh, Patrick Peterson, no, he's the deep corner, but yeah. So, um, Oh, What's yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. So just, just absolutely, and let me let, let me actually just slow this down real quick. By the way, too. Um. There we go. Okay. So Kyler just right here, having to spin out because he sees the co the pocket slowly collapsing. Daniel Hunter, who we said just absolutely on a tear in this game with three sacks, notices this, spins around like reverses field. Uh, uh, to roll out to his left and it, you know, you don't see too many quarterbacks do this and especially too on the run He's not even planning his foot foot right here and he's able to deliver the ball accurately It's just unbelievable because so many guys aren't capable of doing this, right? I mean like to be able to do that without planning your foot Honestly and still deliver an accurate throw to DeAndre Hopkins right here How is he able to like I mean, that's got to be an innate ability, right? To be able to, to, to hone that skill and, and, and deliver that consistently, right? Well, first off, I think it was probably a broken play. I mean, the coverage, the coverage as far as the, the old line, the, the 
the pocket collapsed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Hopkins probably broke off his route once he saw Murray run. And he, Hopkins being a veteran player that he is and knowing what Murray can do, mm-hmm. that makes that play, you know, able to happen. And the biggest thing with this play, and I think you're spot on with that, Kuda, where I doubt that was, you know, by design to, to get to Definitely that point possible. in the play. But the biggest thing here for me is ball placement. You know, mm-hmm. for him to be able to deliver to a, a mm-hmm. spot on the field where realistically the only person that's able to make that catch and make a play on that ball is DeAndre Hopkins or whatever open right. receiver may be there, that just shows that he's he's really looking downfield, going through his progressions, and he's very easily able to see this is where I need to put the ball, where this is where my guy is at, or in this case, where my guy is going to be to mm-hmm. be able to make a play on the ball and then to deliver that accurately and in time. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And the separation that DeAndre Hopkins gets on Patrick Peterson. What are you guys' thoughts on Patrick Peterson? Does he have a lot left in the tank to be that elite corner that he once was at times with the Cardinals? Against, obviously, for one thing, too, against his former team right here. Or are his best days behind him? What do you guys think of what he's capable of moving forward? I would like to say he can still play, but, I mean, he's playing a pretty physical position. There's not very many players that can play that position very long. Yeah, it's still early. It's still early, and there's a reason why the Cardinals didn't, you know, resign him. And you know, we see if we can do in Minnesota. Maybe he'll just revamp and, hit, you know, revamp, revamp his career. You know, do another two or three years. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100 percent on that one. I, I think it's an incredibly difficult position to play, especially uh, with the way that the rules are set up now to kind of favor wide receivers and offensive players. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, whether I'm saying all those are good or bad, some are good, some are less good, um, especially as they're implemented. But um, it is a very difficult position to play and one where it requires extreme athleticism. And we'll just have to see how much. I think he has some left in the tank, but the question isn't does he, it's how much does he. He yeah. obviously does. I mean, he wouldn't be playing right now. And I would yeah. say on the field, the most athletic player is your secondary. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt, you know, they, they like to incorporate like, like zone concepts in, in Minnesota. And I was I was hoping that would benefit him greatly going in. But just it's been a rough going the first two games. And it's still very early on. And it, who knows? He could very much turn the, the you know, turn the tide uh, sooner rather than later. But it just was I was really surprised to see, you know, that kind of separation again from from uh, um you know, from from I know he's going up against DeAndre Hopkins, but it was just so glaring to see. You know, this guy was again one one of the highly touted cornerbacks in the league, and just to see him, and it was multiple plays right here in this game where he just got beat absolutely bad. And so I don't know. I just I'm hopeful that he'll turn it around, but it's just something that really stood out to me, honestly. Um, you know, amongst the you know other plays that 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 were just so incredible to watch and, and revisit. Um, uh, as I was studying the tape uh, over the past couple of days. But uh, this is another play right here um, off of play action. Let me rewind just a little bit right here, and I think we should be good. Let's see. Okay. Um, so um, Is this a Kirk Cousins play? This is – yeah, this is a uh, – yeah. um, Justin Jefferson? This mm-hmm. is the Justin Jefferson touchdown right here. Nice. Uh, so there's nine minutes to go. They're in, in the red zone around the 13, 14-yard line. Uh, marching downfield out of the eye formation with a twin uh, twin set on the the right side, and one of the things that I think really helps out 
Kirk Cousins, honestly, is is getting that that uh, um, play action going. I think anytime you have Dalvin Cook, who went on an absolute tear, I mean, rushed for what, hundred and was it hundred and thirty yards, hundred and forty yards yeah, this past game with six yards of carry. Receptions. So just having that, I think, really helped them out uh, um, greatly in this game, and the offensive line too really stood out to me for the Vikings, uh, uh, doing a great job of protection. Um, but, you know, his ability to navigate out of the pocket too, right here, and throwing on the run. It's not too shabby himself. It's not as mesmerizing as, as uh, um, you know, what Kyler Murray's capable of doing with how quick he is, with how twitchy it, he uh, is. It, it looks a little funny. Uh, let's, let's, not, let's not lie. He's a, his footwork's a little interesting, uh, to say the least yeah uh rolling out but i do have to say to deliver a ball like that from that arm slot is really impressive uh and something that i don't think i've seen in a while out of kurt cousins uh and especially to deliver this ball on target on on time because you could see that uh this as much as uh this is a broken play as well Mm -hmm. we kind of could see from the beginning of the route justin jefferson was likely heading to that area of the field one way or another uh, especially off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, let me see if I can go back to that. Let's see. Yeah, if, if Cousins wasn't able to uh, scramble out, that would have probably ended up being a sack or you know a throwaway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, George. I mean, it was an it was a slant straight up. Yeah, you can you can see here at the a, middle more of a drag. And if you see right there, he was running that drag, and he saw that when Cousins was about to break out here, he immediately made that twenty. He made that cut straight up to the end zone. Which which is just a, a very smart play by the receiver to, yeah, yeah. to have his eyes on his quarterback. But mm-hmm. uh, I do think at, at some point he was going to end up at that area of the field um, just based right. on the beginning of that route, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I, and, and Justin Jefferson, I mean, he, he's one of the absolute best receivers in the league right now. He's he's, he's continuing to ball out. He's so good. Um just an absolute precise route runner. Um, you know, he had a solid game with six catches for 65 yards. And then, of course, this touchdown on the diving catch, too. Um, you know, I, I just it, it really was it really was honestly fascinating to see this this Vikings offense navigate. They just were so incre- incredibly formidable with what they had, um, at, you know, with what they had clicking in this game uh, against a tough Cardinals defense. Like, you know, they have a ton of playmakers themselves. You talked about it earlier with Isaiah Simmons, with Buda Baker right here, who actually got beat on the route mm-hmm. for Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, that's no, that's tall order to fill, but they're able to get it done, man. Honestly, I think this Vikings team, I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I'm going to go out on a further limb, honestly, and say this too. Kirk Cousins might even be a dark horse MVP candidate, a very dark horse MVP candidate, but nonetheless, an MVP candidate. I, I, am I crazy for saying that? Am I crazy for that? Just, just call I me out. Say, I would say you're crazy this week too, but you know he's he's definitely doing a hell of a lot better than he did last year. Say well, that. I'll say you're crazy, but I have to <laughs> I have to back you up at least a little bit after my um, love for Kirk Cousins last week on the fantasy episode. He might not mm-hmm. be an NFL um, MVP, but he certainly can be a fantasy MVP. Everybody, go pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> that that was kind of a backhanded compliment. I feel like you know. No, 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 no. He's definitely like we said earlier. The numbers don't lie, and the numbers give you points. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For all you fantasy nerds out there, you'll yes, love him at please. least. You know. So <laughs> I, I keep in mind. I say that completely as someone who is bad at fantasy football. I'll be straight up. I am not good at fantasy. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. Pretty embarrassing myself. 
itself. So um, yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly. Um, the next play I want to go in um, and focus on, honestly, was the Kyler Murray quarterback draw. Honestly, I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, there's not a ton to break down, but I wonder how much of this was honestly a design and how much of this was Kyler Murray saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to run let's in for the see, touchdown, let's honestly. Just, let's do um, it. Uh, you got twins to, to both sides. Vikings right here looking like they're playing like four deep, so like a cover four shell right here, and then they play cover four in the post snap as well, so it's not even just that they're disguising anything. No, yeah, there's, um, no, there's no type of, and, of, of stunt here. This is you know, as we're going up. through the play right here, they're dropping all these guys back. There is no one spying down here. We were talking about that spy earlier. You know, the quarterback spy. You have to have it on Kyler Murray, honestly, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you, you can't just leave him out in the open. Otherwise, this happens right here. I mean, it just blows right by you. Then Harrison Smith just like, you know, almost about the Superman cape him right here. It just, it, it was, it's unbelievable, honestly, one, one like what thing, he's capable one of. One thing. So the, the big thing here for me is I'm not sure if he didn't, like, recognize the coverage at the line and then audible for this because just look at how the C-gap opens up there for mm -hmm. him to just, he just, the, the Red Sea parted, or should yeah. say in this place, <laughs> the purple and white sea parted, and he said, man, I'm taking this to the house, because <laughs> exactly when you see that type of coverage and you're in an empty set, mm -hmm. that is just such a good option for you to just take it and, and roll with it, especially when your offensive line does such a good job in, at that point, run pro. It's, it's not even pass pro. Uh, they just opened up the defensive line uh, of the the Vikings, and he just took mm -hmm. what they gave him. Simple as that. It, it's just it's it's incredible what this guy is capable of. Uh, uh, what he's capable of. If this was improv, uh, more props to him. But yeah. still, just to have that sheer speed alone to break away from guys like Harrison Smith to to beat him to the the, the you know the point of attack. Honestly, I mean that's a stud of a safety right there. Mm -hmm. And you know these guys were just left with no answers because. Again, you're dealing with someone who's got a strong arm, who's who's slippery, who's small, who's hard to like grab onto because he's that small, uh, and, and it's just he's got wheels for days. I mean, he's got you know those those feet that just keep moving and just like he's like the little engine that could almost you know, and it's <laughs> he's not the little engine it's, it's, that could. He's the little engine that's doing it. That, like that yeah, is, he's the little engine that did currently you know? <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. Uh, and Cooter, and Cooter, um, did you have anything from this play? Let me got rewind it. I'll get back something. to the point. You nailed it right on the head, George. That that gap opened right up, and you can see right away with the, you know, looking at the ten, your the linebacker fifty nine. I mean, you can already, already he already recognized her in man. So the only the only people he has to worry about it's you know your safeties, and you can see okay. the safety comes going to try to tackle. And yeah, that's that's Daniel Hunter, the defensive end right there, actually. But yeah, oh, but, is that? you know, yeah, that was yeah. Hunter. And then Eric he, Hendricks right here. He's, okay, he's, okay. he's trying to make the play right there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, no, you, I, no. I agree with George. I mean, he saw that that they gap open up, and they were obviously in man, and probably a little bit zone on the backside. And that, I mean, take it, take the yards, you got the speed. Yep, take take what the defense gives you, and I think that's one of the biggest yep. things that's mostly or, or most impressive so far about Kyler's game is he doesn't seem to be so firmly grounded or stuck in um, what his offensive playbook says. He's very good at looking, recognizing what a defense is giving him, and altering the play at the line, or just going completely off script and turning well, that into at, scores. 
Like, look at 61 up there on the four yard, third yard line, uh, three yard line up there blocking. Yeah. Look at this. 61 right here? Right there, right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, him? Yeah. Look Just at that. Look doing at that. exactly what he needs to, you know? Honestly. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That, yeah, uh, and a great block by Josh Jones and, and Kevin Beecham on the right side. Rodney Hudson right there sealing, off, sealing the deal with that final block to just put Eric Kendricks out of position. Um, and uh, But this this offensive line, too, like, you know, outside of Daniil Hunter, they did a good job of containing the Vikings' front seven compared to what the talent, you know, that they have, uh, what the Vikings' talent ultimately is. Because, like, they, they have, like we said, an abundance of talent in that front seven, but they kind of kept them contained for the most part outside of really Daniil Hunter, who, of course, he had three sacks, but that's really just one guy. And on one side, predominantly, that that, that really they struggled uh, to, 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 you know, keep uh, um, in check. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a great play by by Kyler Murray to see that and and just to, you know, he, he's a tough guy for his size. He's only five nine, but man, he's he's not afraid to to you know go toe to toe with anyone. And if he what needs to get the job with this, David? yeah, it's oh, that dear. yeah right here, you oh, know, <laughs> honestly, it's that that you know he's like that David versus Goliath man, and he, he David he, he's you know it's not just like one battle he's won. It's like this guy's like. 18 and 0 with what he's done over the last, you know, for, for, for few years. Honestly, it's crazy. So, um, I just got to tip my hat to his athleticism. You know, it's just it's it's staggering. His decision making. He's clearly, I think, made a lot of progressions to evolve as a quarterback. And potentially, when it's all said and done, we could talk about him as an elite one uh, uh, in the ranks of like you know, an Aaron Rodgers in a couple years, or Deshaun Watson, or a Russell Wilson. So. But that's something that really stood out to me. I want to also get to the Rondell Moore touchdown. This was fascinating. Uh, a lot to break down right here, honestly. Um, let me see if I'm on the right one right here. Let's see. Is this it right is... here? I think I had the time. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah, this one, this looks about right. Let's see. Okay. Man, this place they're, running a, they're running a 3-4 with a single high safety, and they're bringing the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but so... What? Did the corner do? Not his job, clearly. <laughs> so th right here, they got a three by one formation. They got trips to the, f the near side, one receiver on the far side, um, out of the shotgun. And and Vikings look like they're playing cover three again right here. Um, and, and there's a protection, protection. Uh, I can't even speak. Protection collapse right here. Um, so one of the things too, you see the way that the, the, the Vikings offense uh, defense line is shifted right here. You got these two guys on the opposite side. And then you've got these two guys right here. He's on. Looks like he's on the outside shade of the guard right here. And then he's on the outside of the tackle. Now Rodney Hudson has got to call out the Mike linebacker right here, which is Eric Kendricks. He's the middle linebacker, um, and he's got to go get him. You know, while the guard takes control of this defensive tackle right here, or this nose tackle right here, I believe it is. So the guard, the right guard, has got to contain him while while Rodney Hudson goes up here. But he fails to do that, and because of that, it causes a, prote a protection collapse that that forces Kyler Murray to have to make this m miraculous play because, you know, these two guys have to occupy these two defenders right here. But that leaves the middle linebacker, um, and because you know, it, it, actually, it was it was I believe it was uh, um, um, uh, DJ Humphreys. Who actually decides to get Eric Kendricks because this is the more athletic guy. He's the faster guy than Daniel Hunter. I mean, even though Daniel Hunter is incredibly, or I'm sorry, not Daniel Hunter, but Stephen Weatherly is actually on this side right here. Because Eric Kendricks is the more athletic guy. He's like, well, I guess I got to take on this guy and then leave uh, uh, the defensive end to go after Kyler Murray because his hands are full, you know? And, and, and you got five rushing 
but only four guys are able to protect. Only four guys are occupying a guy each, and, and so that leaves a, a huge protection collapse. And you'll protection collapse that you'll see right here um, as we roll the tape. So you see right here that right here they've got the the right tackles occupying this guy. Or I'm sorry, the 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 right tackles occupying this guy. That leaves Stephen Weatherly wide open. And putting Kyler Murray on the run to have to do another crazy spin out, roll out to his left, and then gun it downfield for a wide open Rondell Moore, which I'm fascinated how the hell he got this wide open. I mean, this was insane, you know? And then he's off to the races, obviously, uh, uh, with, with, with the wheels he has at his disposal. I mean, it's just, it, it was just absolutely crazy, absolutely bonkers to see. Um, what this what, what what like what this Cardinals offense was able to accomplish against this Vikings defense? You know, it just, so more, it just more is that middle slot on the bottom, yeah. What's that? More is at the at the, the in the middle at the slot at the bottom. Is that right? Yeah, let me see if I. Uh, that is that's what it looks like. Yeah. This okay, is no. This so... is Mackenzie Alexander right here. Right here, this is Mackenzie Alexander. He's the one who's covering Rondale Moore. Yeah, Rondale Moore's right here. I'm sorry, you said Rondale. Yeah. Offensively, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about Moore. Okay, okay gotcha. Can I play it? Go ahead and yeah. play it. You got Patrick so right floating back. Yeah. He's running and then Kyler Murray's rolling out. And it's, it's crazy. It looks like a kind of a defensive collapse right here because Patrick Pearson, he's got this guy right here, but... You know, you look at at, at, at Mackenzie Alexander, um, and, and it, you know, it's, he's nowhere to be found. It's just like, what the hell happened here? Let me tr let me see if I can go back right here. Yeah, go Another back. Um, play probably came up. So he's right here. He's trying to funnel him inside, and then all of a sudden, you know, Rondell Moore is just Ooh. wide open. Here's why. Hey, well, it's so like, here, here's what it looks he like. Wasn't running a four, he wasn't running a 40-yard comeback either. Moore wasn't. So that's another no. complaint. He broke off his route. No, definitely. It looks like, I yeah, think it looks like Moore broke off his route here. Because if you right. look, and if, if you pause it, uh, like mm -hmm. midway, like while the ball is in the air and stop, mm -hmm. he's on his yeah. man. McKenzie is, mm -hmm. on, is playing like just man coverage. That's just a broken right. play again where Rondell Moore finds mm -hmm. himself in some open space. Whether that's his route or not, it ends up working out for them because of the improvisation ability of Kyler Murray there. Because everywhere else on the field, it looks like they're covered. That very well could have just been overload. You know, they, they very well right. could have recognized that uh, Minnesota was bringing an extra rusher. They did rush five there. There was like a bit of a delayed linebacker blitz. Uh, and, and that, in a way, helped open up the... Uh, the offensive line you can see there right through the middle mm -hmm. um there's that delayed blitz and then an extra edge rusher that mm -hmm. forces kyla murray to, to kind of flare out and deliver to the only guy that's open because how are you going to cover three guys with two uh two defenders well you kind of can't mm -hmm. look at it, the patience just... and the discipline with murray and the oh, balls yeah. to have to throw it yeah Throw it to more because he could have just jumped off to his running back because his running back oh, was for sure. his, che his check down exactly. was right in front of him. Yeah, he just let this and, player and develop. Just... And I mean, he's running for his damn life, and 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 the guy just still—I I don't know how he does it, ice honestly. Cold. I mean, he's ice cold. It, it, 
I, he's, he's got ice in his veins, man. That's <laughs> to say the least. It's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. Um, so let's go to the last play real quick uh, that we want to talk about. The Nick Vigil pick six. I thought this was was a pretty, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the good things that Kyler Murray has done, but the there are some bad things, too, that, that come with his play that we saw a little bit um, in this game. He did throw two interceptions. There were some pretty bad interceptions, I will say. Now, I, I don't think that's going to be uh, uh, an issue he can't rectify, but it's just something that he needs to be mindful of. I think, you know, moving forward, you know, going into the early part of the season, because even though they're off to a 2-0 start and, you know, they're playing very well, they've got some tough competition in the NFC West and, and, and a lot of formidable defenses, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. So, you know, they're going to have their hands full this year considering how tough that NFC West is. So they can't afford silly mistakes like this. But we'll go to the uh, um, to the um, Nick Vigil pick six. We got a little bit of a tease right here. Um, and I'm going to play this in real time. And then I'll show you guys, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, the re- the re- play after this but right here kyler murray dropping back and i mean this guy's sitting on his own right here he should have seen him but it just completely whiffed on the opportunity and, and i'm not trying to pile on kyler but it just was like it was kind of surprising to see you know how he wasn't able to make out that um that uh uh that nick vigil was right there covering his guy you know well, they it just had... was... go ahead sorry i'm sorry oh no go ahead what were you gonna say they had this similar coverage uh, prior. I think it was like second or third. No, third video. I, they've been running this coverage. They're disguising mm-hmm. their linebacker, just like George said. They're you know they're mm-hmm. running a, a four three with a cover three, and they have a, a delayed. I think actually you might have said David uh, a delayed linebacker mm-hmm. that was uh, blitzing. I think they just pulled back their linebackers, and Murray just assumed. You know, with the pressure coming in, and that guy—he was just sleeping on the linebacker. He didn't see him there. No, it just I, was I, such I, a quick reaction. I was just really shocked to see that. You know, it just was—it came out of nowhere that he just was like, "All right, I'm gonna just get rid of the ball" because he had a clean pocket. But you know, mm-hmm. he just kind of—it almost—I don't know if he panicked or what exactly. No, I definitely agree with Cooter here. I think that this is just a, a well-disguised coverage because in this four-three, if you back it up just to—yeah—can um, you back it up where they just show uh, the pre-play? Where yeah, yeah right here? see here at the line of scrimmage, you've got four guys on the line. It honestly, like right here alone, it looks almost like a four-two with um, mm-hmm. an extra safety or, yeah. or an extra corner here. And so what they're doing is is they're is trying to essentially what looks like play prevent, like prevent defense, mm-hmm. where they're trying to contain uh, the big play here because it's second and two on second and short. You're going to see a lot of mm-hmm. offensively-minded teams. That's where they're going to try and air it out. That's where you're going to see a lot of, of big plays come from is this type of, of play call in this type of situation. And you'll see, roll it just a bit, see how they take those the two linebackers, how they take those mm-hmm. two step forwards. They both yeah. have are disguising coverage, and they're delaying mm-hmm. their movement. Those two, I think, at this point in that defensive scheme, in, the, in that system, are being allowed to do what they read the offense to do. If it's a pass play, one of them might drop back, both of them might drop back. In this case, they both drop back, Vigil was in position, and honestly, he mm-hmm. just made a really athletic play as well. You know, yeah. for him to actually be able to reach out, catch the ball, and maintain possession is, is just a really strong athletic play by him. 
What, what? It, it, well, it, was, it was a nice lunge, but it was really all, almost at the same time just one lunge that he needed just to bring it in because he was all like he was already like yeah, in the was, zone, he you was know. In but, position, but I mean, at the same time, it was a time, nice catch radius for sure. You oh know? yeah, because we see plenty of linebackers get that ball in, right in their hands, and next thing you know, it's just an incomplete pass. Like uh, I, I just found that that it was a pretty impressive play um, by him. And did you have something you wanted to say, Cooter? No, no, y'all are good. Nothing else is right on the head. I okay, mean, yeah. They're, they're they're playing. They just, like George said, they're, they're coming up, disguising the rush, and they're playing their zone. They're basically playing in, in between the numbers. That's how that mm -hmm. particular defense is taught to play, play mm -hmm. in between mm -hmm. the numbers. And yeah. they definitely play in between the numbers. Very good, very good athleticism on linebacker. It was very smart of Nick Vigil, I thought, to honestly be in position right here and just immediately see that. And he was kind of hit or miss in this game in terms of uh, his uh, execution and coverage. But again, I was just really surprised because he, he, you know, it was, it was two two different interceptions where uh, Kyler Murray had two total interceptions, and both of them were just kind of like kind of like head scratchers, honestly, in terms of what he was thinking right here. Because you see, he's trying to target Rondale Moore right here. And he's got a, a defender over the top, and he's got a defender underneath. And it seemed like it was just a ball that was... Was I mean, it was a good play by Nick Vigil just pick it out of the air with his nice catch radius. But it just seemed like he was kind of forcing the ball in there, and it was just like, you, you can't be making those type of plays and, and thinking you can get away with that when the, the Vikings are in this particular type of coverage because they're going to eat all, all over it. They're going to eat the, the you know eat it up just completely, and, and that's exactly what they did. And Nick Vigil just, you know... <laughs> um, you know, props to him because he's, he, I'm not saying he's slow, but, you know, you got Rondell Moore right here, but he just muscles it out to, to just get all the way down and score the touchdown. I mean, that's not an easy return right there, but I just, I love the way he was able to just get it right in there and, and, and um, uh, uh, ultimately put up some big points for the Vikings uh, uh, at the beginning of the second half. It just, you know, of course, unfortunate um, that the, uh, um, that the Vikings weren't able to, able to come away with it uh, in their case because, you know, this was a team, man. They they had they put themselves in position. It just you know, Greg Joseph not able to get that that game winning kick, man. That, that came back to bite them, you know. Heaven forbid for the Vikings to have a good kicker once in a while. What what was it? Greg Anderson with that missed kick in the 1998 NFC Championship game with time uh, uh you know expiring uh, up against the, the the Atlanta Falcons. They had that that other playoff game against the Seahawks in the divisional and round Greg in 2015. Greg Anderson's no slouch. Yeah, and Greg Anderson was like awesome arguably kicker. like a Hall of Fame caliber kicker at the time, you know? And yeah. he's just and he was perfect yeah. going into that game. He hadn't missed a kick all year. You he know? The one bar, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yep. I missed yeah, that, honestly. Let's bring that back. Last, you know, <laughs> he was the last player that could get that because I, I followed. Uh, did we just cut out? Oh no, oh, we, we just we, turned we, off the we, stream. We're done, Sorry, we're done with the clips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, on the typical show I watch a kicker that plays in the NFL. He tried to get that. He goes, "No, we outlawed that." Anderson was grandfathered yeah. in. He tried to do that. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. Oh, man. Yeah. And he's so fitting that he would go for that, too. You know, he's like, he wants to stand out and be like, you know what? I'm not your typical kicker now, you know? Hammer down now, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Hammer down. down, yeah. I can't do the Pittsburgh accent. My dad's better at that because he grew up in Pittsburgh, but I can't. Hammer down. Like, I don't know if that sounds like it, but I don't know. Anyways, I'm no impressionist now, so. Uh, but yeah, just a crazy game. By the way, too, I don't know if you guys knew this. The Vikings radio team called a game-winning kick initially. They said that they won, and then they totally whiffed and realized they missed it. I was like, "Damn, man!" I mean, is how many? As... What was that? Is that as bad as the Dolphins media team saying, uh, uh, "You know, 
What did they say? Tua. Tua got injured. injured. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, well, he's got broken ribs. He's not playing. Yeah, but they came yeah, out. yeah exactly. That's not, ser- not a serious injury. Oh, like God, three days. No. Example, he, he's not strong enough to play quarterback, and they came back, and now he's got broken ribs. That, that's pretty not, bad, man. Why didn't the Dolphins media team come out day one and say, hey, this is not the case. So, who looks who <laughs> what? He has an injury. For real. Ridiculous. Exactly. I, I just wonder how many – yeah, and, and, and you know, God help too. I hope he's all right because it's he's dealt with his his unfair share of injuries. Um, just over the the past few years, I'm just hoping he can get back. Uh, it sounds like he's not going to be out too long. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he gets healthy for his sake. Even though I'm not a Dolphins fan, I am a Tua fan, so I'm rooting him on uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I just can't, I can only imagine like how many Vikings fans were like listening to the radio and just smashed it on the ground right after. Like you got to be kidding me, man. You know, honestly. That's so one of those just... moments where, like, if you're just watching those fans, I, I-, I love seeing, like, videos and, like, compilations of this, <laughs> of people just being at the absolute top, and then in an in an instant, go from here to here. Just, <laughs> exactly. just ecstatic to, really? Yeah. Is, is that just... how this is going? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you shut off the lights you just you put your hat down and you're yeah, just depressed yeah, like this yeah. you know <laughs> it's just oh god you it's really have that's, you know that's when you have to reflect on your oh, fandom yeah. which as a jets fan i do more often than i'd like to admit i, I mean how do you think i felt when cody parkey double doinked mm, it you know yeah, let's be real now. Was... <laughs> so, i mean it, that it was, was in a state rough. of depression for the entire week. I didn't want to talk to no one. I was I was in my room. I don't think I like saw civilization for like you know Close at least seven days. Okay, <laughs> lock you know? the door. Put on put on some <laughs> some emo music. Hello, darkness. Anyone yeah. knocking on the door? I'm like, what the hell do you oh, want? Okay. <laughs> so... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. No copyright claims around here. Exactly. What, what, what is he singing? I can't tell because he's he's Sound missing of... his pitch so damn bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh god. It's all good. It's all good, man. We we still love you nonetheless, Cooter. We still love you, and we're glad you, you uh, uh, were able to rejoin us on this podcast. That'll do it for us. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor real quick. I want to say, uh, uh, I give a shout out to our sponsor, Symbol in particular. Uh, uh, they've got a great way to get involved with sports betting and investing in the stock market. Uh, uh, they've created a way for you to enjoy both of those at the same time. So if you want, you can head on over to Symbol and use the promo code OTH to get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Once again, use the promo code OTH at Symbol.app and you get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Thank you guys so much for taking part of this show. I had a lot of fun breaking down these plays, breaking down this game that got down to the wire. Another back-to-back situation for the Vikings where it got down to the wire. We'll see what happens in week three, man. We're in some, for some crazy <laughs> shit coming up, to say the least. So, you know, uh, just absolutely fun um, to have you guys on. And, um, yeah, we'll have our Twitter profiles as well posted at the bottom of this YouTube page. Uh, uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us here on on OTH Football. Um, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time right here on on OTH Football. Take care, guys. Pleasure. Pleasure.